What's up, everybody? Today, I'm super excited to announce my guest. He's a CUSA champion, a former UAB linebacker, and a current NFL prospect. Fitz Mofor, what's up, my guy? How you doing, man? I'm just chilling. Happy to have you on the show today. But uh, first and foremost, why don't you tell us a little bit about your hometown of Brookville, Maryland, and what makes it so special? Um, hometown Brookville. Brookville is like a small town um, in the suburbs. I, I wouldn't say there's that many people in there. You know, it's right off Georgia Avenue, probably about 45 minutes away from D.C. You know, small town, like I said earlier. Um, it's probably right next to only Maryland, which is probably another topic we should be more familiar with. And um, Silver Spring, too, as well. So you're a big Redskins fan, then? Yeah, definitely, definitely. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, So uh, take us back to, like, your high school days. What was your recruiting process like? And then why did you ultimately end up choosing to walk on at UAB? Um, Unfortunately, high school um, wasn't really highly touted, highly recruited. Kind of left originally signing to Division II school. But I um, didn't like it all that much. And actually, before I ended up going down to school, I kind of got my release from my, oh, you know, because you have to sign your letter of intent, of course. So I signed there, got my release, ended up going to prep school. I was at the prep school for a semester. It didn't necessarily go as well as I thought it would, which was on my behalf. So I had to come home for a little bit and ended up going to FAMU. And then that just didn't work out as well. And then I ended up going to another Division II school called Glenville State College in West Virginia, really, really small school. It um, worked out for me pretty well. I had a red shirt my freshman year because of a medical injury. And then ended up winning um, freshman of the year in our conference. And after winning that um, goal and getting that, it kind of helped me get in contact with the UAB coaches where I ultimately walked on um, over there. Nice. So um, what's the – I mean, actually – yeah, what's it kind of like to just play in like two bowl games? You know, you were you were you played in two of them while you were at UAB. You went to two conference title games. Um, can you explain like kind of what that experience is like playing in like high profile games, and then kind of just like your personal experiences on like what you did to get ready for those games, your mindset in those games, stuff like that. Um, well, for me, it's kind of, it's really great because I get an opportunity to get my family to go to places they usually like have never been to before, like the Bahamas, Boca Raton, or the Mercedes-Benz Bowl we went to this uh, past year. So I know my family members and all my other um, close friends are really excited to come down and watch their game. And as for me, preparing, I remember our first year in 2017, we went to the Bahamas Bowl. And unfortunately, we kind of had, um, you know, we were just happy to be there because you just brought the program back. Yeah. It was the first time going to a bowl game in maybe about 10 to 15 years, whatever the case may be. And, you know, we just yeah, got – it was like 2001, I think. <laughs> yeah. You so just got too caught up in the moment, and, you know, it just didn't go as well. And um, the next year, we came, we rallied back, and we played really well. We won against a really good opponent, Northern Illinois, which they had a couple NFL prospects on that team. And, you know, that was a good team. I think they won the conference in their in their division. But we ended up beating them. And then this past year, we went to the Mercedes-Benz Bowl. No, not the uh, – what bowl was that? Um, New Orleans one, where the Saints play at. Yeah. And App State. App State was a really good football team, great football team, a lot of NFL prospects on the team too. Yeah, and Alex we, was telling me a little bit about that yesterday, that that running back was a dog. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I think he ran about like a 4-4 or something at the combine. 
he was really fast. And, um, you know, we were just young. You know, we had guys like Alex, like, started a lot of games. He was a true freshman. He was very productive. Um, but, yeah, unfortunately, we were just too young, and it was just a mismatch at the, at the time. It just didn't end up uh, as much – ended up how we wanted to end up. Yeah, I mean, you guys had a great defense all of last year. But uh, kind of what's, like, the mindset, really, going into a bowl game? Like, like from the coaches, maybe, perspective, like, are they, like, like really, like, trying to get you guys to, like, prepare as you would for a normal game? Or is it just kind of like, we're going to go down here, have fun, and hope we win? Like, what's kind of the mindset? Like, are you still, like, expected, like, your ass better win the game? Or, like, what's the drill? <laughs> yeah, nah, Coach, I remember him telling us, you know, it's still a business trip, you know, like, the first day or two you guys get – go out, you know, take pictures, have fun, you know, with your friends, run around, obviously still curfew. But, you know, after we get those first two days out of us, it's definitely treated like a regular season game or even a championship game, preparing the same way, meetings, um, practice, walkthroughs, et cetera. So it's still like a business, a business-like um, mentality. We definitely would want to win. Unfortunately, you know, we ended up one and two in my time there. Uh, winning in 2018 and then losing um, my first and last year. but yeah, You still got three bowl games under your belt, though, bro. <laughs> that ain't nothing to hang your head on. <laughs> what's, a, what's a game day experience like, you know, kind of like a day in the life of a student athlete at UAB? Um, Like throughout the week or just like the day of sure. the game? Both. Okay. Well, so to be a college athlete, you know, is, you know, even on any sport, not just football, you really have to be really passionate about what you're doing just because it requires so much time and energy and et cetera, et cetera. So I would just say like, for instance, on a Monday, you would have classes from anywhere between eight o'clock to 12, get done with those, um, that class schedule. And then you probably have a lunch break between 12 to one. And we had meetings around like one thirty, two o'clock. And, you know, I was in meetings for about two hours, just watching films, going over that itinerary for the day. And then to probably get on the football field around four o'clock, and then, you know, clock out around 6.30, 7 o'clock. And then usually after that, unfortunately, we have study hall. <laughs> um, leave, leave practice, you know, chop chop really fast, catch a tutoring session, study hall session, and then probably wrap the day up around 9 o'clock and just repeat the same thing. Yeah, man, on that steady grind. But kind of, is does it all, like, is it all worth it once you get to, like, hit the field and you see those lights and all the fans screaming and all that? Kind of go into detail what that's like, like a game day. 110, but definitely worth it because, you know, especially winning as much games as we did, we were just blessed and fortunate because it's extremely hard to win on that level. So when we went in, everything materialized how we wanted to, you know, it was just every all the hard work you put in, it was definitely worth it. So, I would say, like, on a Friday night, you after getting through some walkthroughs and meetings, you would go into the hotel, check in, eat dinner, you know, lights out at 9 o'clock, and wake up in the morning, the day of game day. Depending on what time the game was, it was kind of changed, you know, our trajectory or what our itinerary was for that day. So I would say on a night game, which was our favorite, you'd probably we would wake up, have breakfast, have a little bit of downtime, come down for meetings, go back up for a little bit of downtime, Head head down to the um the bar room for a pregame meal. After we get done with the pregame meal, we would just load up the buses, head over to the stadium, and um it'll probably give us about two hours just to get ready before kickoff. And you know from there, it's lights, camera, action. <laughs> yeah, for sure. What's your favorite college memory? You can be on the football field, it could be in the classroom. It doesn't matter. What's your all-time favorite college memory? Ah, uh, so many. 
I was okay. I I, I got to do two. So the first one was when we beat Louisiana Tech in 2017. Um, the reason why that was by far, what I would say, not by my by far, but one of my favorite memories is because this was probably the game I would say that put us on the map because that year we were we were I think scheduled to win maybe two to three games and we were ranked like the worst team in FBS football. So, you know, after the return, we won the first game, you know, we beat FCS opponent, so which was it was cool. And after that, we I think we lost to Ball State and we won one. I can't remember for number and then we lost really bad to North, North Texas. And you know, everyone was kinda of like, you know, they're coming down, this is what we're expecting. And we beat Louisiana Tech was a really good team, a perennial team in the conference USA. Usually they either win ten plus games or go to the championship game. And I remember just on the last play, two guys, we Stacy Keeley and Jamel Garcia Williams. They're like about six foot eight, six seven. And on the last play of the game, I think we're down one. No, or we're up one and they're down one. They had to kick a field goal and those guys make a terrific play, block the kick and end up tackling the place kicker and you know, we all just stormed the field. It was a good time. And on top of that, it was also homecoming night. It was Trojan Harbor's night where we honor um, kids that are sick in, uh, in hospitals across the street. And we just had their jersey names on the back. So the moment was really just surreal. And that's probably one of the memories I'll always remember for the rest of my life. And I got chills just from you yeah. saying that story. I couldn't imagine being on the team, bro. It was, it, was the, it was one of the best feelings ever, you know, just making those kids proud. Because most of them on the not on the sidelines, but, like, right behind the bench. Mm. And, you know, it was just a kind of out-of-body experience. And the second would definitely be our the first time we won the Conference USA Championship in school history in 2018. That was that was a great moment. Yes, sir. That team that team was stacked, bro. Y'all had some dogs on that team. <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure I think, like, the whole D-line was, like, an NFL now or something like that. Yes, sir. Or going to be, for sure. Right. <laughs> I know Tony. Tony getting up there. He's saying he's gonna be the first round pick next year, bro. Tony, Tony is crazy for how big he is, how well he's able to move. It's kind of uh, I've never seen him. It's scary, bro. I'd be scared as hell if I was a running back. <laughs> but uh, so you had a great career at UAB. I'm about to hype you up real quick. Totaling 186 tackles, 17 and a half tackles for loss, four sacks. The list goes on and on. What kind of NFL interest do you have leading up into the draft? Um, a little small interest, you know, just talked to my agent, talked to a few teams here and there that um that they have, you know, a little bit of interest in me, just however, due to my size, you know, being five for ten, it's kinda of like about three inches shorter than the average linebacker. So, um, with that being one of my negatives to my pro grade or scouting grade or the case may be, you know, I kinda was on the outside looking in in terms of getting drafted. But, you know, just after talking to my agent, you know, just telling me, just keep keep going, keep working. And the only thing I could do now is just pray and just do the things that I, I know best. You know, it was kind of like a similar situation. Coming out of high school, you know, Division One teams said more of the same thing. You know, he's kind of short in stature, and we don't know if he's a 4-5 or five guy or whatever the case may be. And, you know, it was just – it was just I just have to grind it out the same way I did, wait my turn and stay humble, stay patient until somebody makes that call. Yeah, man, I'm confident you'll get it because you keep you keep grinding. I see it on Instagram, I see it on Twitter. You just you're just a hard ass worker, bro. And like I don't obviously I don't know you that well. I, I mean, this is the first time I've ever talked to you. I mean, we've been texting a little bit back and forth, but bro, I can just tell like just by watching your film, bro. Like size don't matter, bro. I hate when like you know people say that shit because it don't like. <laughs> 
some of the best players in the NFL, how tall, like five, six, five, seven, it don't matter, bro. Like, I don't know. Keep that faith, bro. You might have to go a different route, but you got it. But um, kind of how did COVID-19 affect you being drafted or picked up by a team? Like, I know like a bunch of meetings and shit got canceled. How'd that kind of directly affect you? Um, I would say what, if, if it hurt me, if any, would mean not having a mini camp, you know, yeah. fortunately a lot of other guys didn't get to have a pro day, which I know, you know, it was kind of the hit or miss or whatever, like the make or break for certain guys at certain schools, whatever the case may be. But unfortunately for me, my pro day was one of the first few pro days to even happen. So I was, I had my pro day, it went well for the most part. And um, I just feel like maybe if there are many camp sessions that they had, because, you know, usually after the draft and uh, draft and priority free agent signings, they have many camp trial guys they would usually bring in. And, you know, they'll probably select one or two of those guys or whatever the case may be. And, you know, just not having that opportunity due to the COVID, you know, kind of hurt a lot more than it would do in the past. But, you know, that's life. And, you know, that's just how things work. And I'm, I embrace adversity, so I'm not really worried. So my next question, do you, if the CFL or like a, a different football league, arena football, were they to call you up tomorrow, you, you, you moving, you going to play? I, I told my agent, I'm a football fanatic, football junkie. I don't care what level, wherever they're playing football, as long as they have shoulder pads and helmets, I'm there. <laughs> you know? So yeah, unfortunately for me, me and my agent were on the same page about that. You know, I know he's working around the clock. You know, just trying to get me any type of workout or tryout or some type of signing, you know, with obviously with them not knowing if they even have a season or not, you know, that kind of slows that process down a little bit. So it's a bit of a waiting game. Uh, however, you know, I'm not, I'm not worried, you know, good things yeah. always come in those ways. So. Exactly. So uh, these next few questions are just for fun, just to get to know you a little bit outside of the football player. Um, well, kind of inside it too. I don't fucking know. I'm just asking some questions. <laughs> but uh, so who's the best player you've ever played with and played against? You can take a second to think about it. I know that's a tough one. Well, the best player I ever played against was um this running back from North Texas. I think he actually plays for the 49ers right now. And, you know, usually in my time in UAB, we usually only have a top 10 defense. Like our first year, we were in the top 25 and then this – Second year, we were top five. And the third year, my last year, I think we were top ten, top five, something. Yeah, around. you guys were like eighth, sixth, or seventh last year, something like that. You know, so, like, we're always going to have a good defense. And i just never seen anyone be able to just have their way with us. You know what I'm saying? I think he that game, he had about 250 yards. Like, touchdowns. I'll forever remember this dude's name. <laughs> he had number three. He just was breaking the rush. I go, yeah, I just like, man, that's definitely the best football player I've ever played. And um, the best player I ever played with. Oh, it can wow. be in high school too, bro. It don't have to just be college. It can be in high school. Mm. Anybody. Little yeah. critters. I'll play with a lot of, a lot of, I would do, I'll do a top three. Yeah. Give know. me a couple. Throw them out there. Okay. In high school, I played with this guy, Jamal Merritt. He was an athlete, played every, every position. And um, division two, played with this running back. The one game he had like 500 yards rushing, literally. Like, <laughs> That's insane. Bro. Yeah, on five touchdowns, insane. Um, and then at UAB, I would say maybe Spencer, just because um how impactful he is to the program yeah. and how important he is. So I would say those top three guys. 
UAB got some dogs, bro. Like UAB about to be a powerhouse team, bro. About to be a lot of NFL talent coming through there. It's nuts. <laughs> but uh, what's your go-to sports video game? You like 2K, Madden, FIFA? What's your what's your go-to? Okay, uh, I'll, I'll get bench 2K for eight hours at a time. So. <laughs> who you who you run with? I just I just play my career online, like get on the park or. Just run with some buddies, some other friends that I know. Yeah, for sure. What's your favorite NBA team, though? Probably the Wizards, yeah? The Lakers. The Lakers. Mixing yeah, it up a, real quick. I'm a LeBron guy. I'm a LeBron guy all the way. So. All right, all right. LeBron's dad actually lives in Erie where I'm at, so that's pretty sick. Yeah. But uh, so if you weren't playing football, like, you know, what? what's either – what sport would you be playing or, like, what would you be doing, do you think? You can give us give us the answer to both. So, like, let's say you weren't a sports guy. What would you be doing? And then if you weren't playing football but you were still a sports guy, what sport would you be playing? That first question is tough because I just can't imagine myself not being a sports guy. I'm a sports fanatic. Um, if I wasn't a sports guy, what would I be doing? Maybe trying to be a bodybuilder or something. <laughs> I don't yeah. know. I, 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 it's, it's bad to say this. I don't have much interest outside of sports. I feel you, bro. I'm the same way. <laughs> so, oh, man, that's tough. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Or maybe maybe just not playing the game. Maybe, like, like if you wanted to coach or maybe announce or something like okay. that. I Okay. That, I mean, yeah, so I'll probably yeah, try to be a journalist or something. Yeah. But if I wasn't playing football, I'd definitely be. I'd definitely would want to play soccer. That's what's up. I I played both actually. I played soccer my senior year. Got a couple offers. I never played it, so I didn't really like the sport that much. So didn't take any of them. But yeah, it's a it's a fun it's a fun sport. It's hard to translate that football aggressiveness because I played football first to soccer, and people I'm just like you guys are crying over like being tripped. Like what the? <laughs> yeah, but you those guys are about like 135 pounds. <laughs> you know but hey who am i to judge do you think uh so who's on your pregame playlist who gets you going before a game uh okay i have to put on nba young boy that's before every game uh, i'll probably say kodak black who else should i put on uh, see if your playlist is better than dijon's bro this is pretty good <laughs> <laughs> I see, but everybody gets on the, like, oh, let me get on the Oscar, let me get on the Oscar. So you get a mix of everything where everybody likes. I know, I know, Poppy likes you know, the young folk too as well. You know, doing pregame with one of our team favorite songs, just catch everybody's vibe and singing along in unison in the locker room. It's actually funny as hell to see, but you know. that's what's up. So, uh, if you could pick one athlete, no matter what era, dead alive, it doesn't matter, bro. Um, to sit down with and just have a meal with for as long as you want, you know, who's, who's it going to be and why? Um, I would probably say Ray Lewis would definitely be, be the one just because I've never seen a defensive player be that impactful to a football team. You know, usually everyone talks about the quarterback or the running back or the wide receiver, but you know, you also have really good defensive linemen and edge rushers like, like Von Miller. But just in terms of just being the face of an organization, I've never seen really a, a middle linebacker do that before besides Ray Lewis. So I'd definitely love to sit down and pick his brain, you know, and try to understand how he got to that point. Bro, best linebacker of all time. One last question for you. 
But uh, before I ask it, I just want to remind all the listeners, all the proceeds throughout the entire year of 2020 going towards combating social injustice and police brutality. We're trying to make a difference any way we can. But a uh, final question for you, Fitz. Any advice for all the young athletes out there trying to get to the point where you are today, chasing those pro dreams, maybe some advice for them trying to decide what college they want to go to. So just kind of let them pick your brain real quick. Um, the n- number one advice I would tell them is um, – Firstly, if you want to make it to the college level, you always have to make sure your grades, SAT scores, core GPA is all up to standard because, you know, if you don't have that, you're going to have to go through the long route to the junior college preparatory school or whatever the case may be. So I would say that's the number one thing they should focus on. And I would say in terms of being on the field, I would say being able to just compete, you know, because a lot of guys are able to, make it through just being bigger, faster, stronger than other guys on the high school level. And then it's really kind of hard for them to compete once they try and make that transition to their next level. So it's kind of like a rough area for a rough time for them. But I'll just tell them, you know, if you want to make it into the Division One level, you have to come ready to compete every single day. And in the weight room, on practice, even sometimes even the meeting rooms too as well. So those are the two main things I, I would tell them right now. That's great advice right there from a guy who has had very a very large amount of success at the Division One level. Fitz Mofor, thank you so much for your uh, time today, my guy, and I uh, can't wait to see where this football journey takes you, brother. Thank you so much, sir.